Mix, thank you for being here. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. How was work today? Today was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's actually, compared to the craziness of COVID, it's actually slowing down a lot more, which is good. But what um, about with the war now? Now we got to load up. The Russians are coming, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> actually, we have, we've been waiting for things to spike up with that, and it actually hasn't even really spiked up yet. A lot of people will come in and they'll talk about it. They'll kind of ask us and all, but luckily it's not really affecting us that much right now. Yeah. Um, I kind of hope it doesn't cause another pandemic scare or anything like that, but... But isn't that good for you guys? It is, yes. It's good. It's good for sales, but what we like is we like people coming in and buying because they want firearms, not because they're scared and need firearms. But don't, don't people... Shouldn't they get firearms... Isn't a firearm something that most people don't know they need or should have, you yes. know, and, and it's kind of like better to have than not have? A hundred percent, yes. I, I always tell people it's better to have it and never need it than to need it and not have it, obviously. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times, especially during COVID, we had a lot of people come in, buy a firearm, and they said, I'm just going to have it. I'm just going to put it in the safe and not do anything with it. And it's just like, that's good, yes, but at the same time, it's, you need to be active with it and train yourself with it too. go to a class, you know, even if you're just at home, look up YouTube videos, learn how to work your firearm practice. Um, we sell like the snap caps, the fake bullets. Yeah. yeah. I always tell people, get those practice loading your magazine. So the first thing I got, I, yeah. I, I just picked up my Mossberg <laughs> and the first thing I said, I need, I need the, the fake shells, the dummies. Yeah. Because then you can, you can practice loading it in, especially with the shotgun, practice loading into the tubes, racking it, everything. Um, just so you can get a feel for the gun. So that way, in case you do need it, you know how it operates. You know how it works. Yeah. Yeah. And then one thing I really like about the Snapcats, if you haven't tried it yet, when you go shoot, just have, if you go with somebody, have them put one in your tube, just random spot. So that way you don't know where it is because it's really good for training too. Because then you're going to be shooting and then eventually you're just going to click and you'll see that you might jerk and react to it. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yes. So that's I like what I that. do a lot um, with my firearms. Like whenever I go to the range, if I go with somebody, I just kind of turn my back and say, put this somewhere in the magazine or I'll have the range safety officers do it. And every now and then when I first started doing it, it was bad. <laughs> I'm like everybody. anticipating the shot. I'm already jolting. It clicks and I'm already jolting forward. I'm just like, well, that's why my shots are so wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's it's got to be the number one issue, right? Mm-hmm. People know anticipating yeah because I, I remember at guns direct like five years ago i was like my glock's acting out and they're like okay and they put a fake pull and they'll pull the trigger I'm like, like why are you moving your hand it's <laughs> like empty i'm like oh yeah and you don't really realize it at first and i've been shooting since oh my gosh i've been shooting for a while now um like i grew up with my dad hunting and everything and when i have two older brothers too so we grew up playing video games we grew up hunting um, we grew up like shooting bows and arrows. Uh, how how old were you when you shot your first gun? I want to say like probably like 12, 12 to 14 ish. Yeah. Um, my dad did, you know, the whole safety thing and everything. And basically, I started shooting on obviously like, like blocks, a um, couple of like revolvers, stub nose revolvers, and stuff like that. And I was always mad because my dad was so good at it. He was so like dead on. And my spacing's just everywhere i can't shoot on target stuff like that and it's because i was just jolting and you know he kept looking he's just like why are you scared he's like 
don't be scared of the fire. The fire is not going to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just after a while, you just have to get used to it. And even sometimes now, like, I'll go shoot at the range and I'll notice, like, my hands are really shaking because I've had too much coffee or something like that. My hands are just really shaky. And even then, it's going to be your, your accuracy is going to go down because you just have to calm down and just yeah. know what you're doing and just relax because the worst that's going to happen is, especially when you're ranged and you're in a safe space and you're in a safe area practicing and everything, you're doing everything safely. The worst that's going to happen is the recoil is just going to snap up a little bit more than you're anticipating. Right. And, you know, if you're shooting a 9 mil or a 380, it's not that bad of recoil. And I'll shoot, like, 45 and everything, and I, I absolutely love it. Like, I'm better with a 45 than I am a 9 mil. I don't know why. That's very strange. <laughs> yeah. That's very strange. It's, it's probably the gun, no? Would you say it's the it, gun, or overall you, you just feel more comfortable with the stronger caliber? I think it's a little bit of both. So usually the 45s I shoot are going to be, like, a 1911. So already then it's a better quality gun compared to, like, my Glock 19. Yeah. Um, and then I think it's just because it's more powerful that I'm just – I'm just ready. I know it's going to be more powerful, so I'm ready for it. And I don't know. I just It's fun, too, because yeah, it's a bigger bang in your hand. <laughs> this, is, this is, I know this is so random. This is super random, but it's kind of like the same thing. Um, when I go to the gym, when I'm bench pressing, I start off with 145, and mm-hmm. that's, that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. But when I add a 25, I struggle. Mm-hmm. And here's where it's weird. When I take that 25 and put 245s, it feels more comfortable with really? 245s than the 25. And I got a buddy of mine that always works out with me. He goes, it, it makes no sense. It, he goes, <laughs> it's weird. Why? I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I can't explain it. Yeah. You know, you would think that, I mean, the 25 is lighter. Yeah. But for some reason, it's just. It's probably just some mindset. You're just like, okay, it's, it's more weight. I can do this. And you just kind of like. Get yourself ready something, for it. Something, something. <laughs> or it's like, fuck, after the 25, I have to hit the 45s, you know? But then yeah. it's like, oh, I'm at the 45s. Okay, I can stay here for a minute and, yeah. you know, and, ju- and just do it. But it, 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 it's a mind fuck of how that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've been telling people they need to practice. You know, uh, we talked about this with Mike. You have to practice in your house. Unload, reload. Mm-hmm. That nerves. I mean, if people, and a lot of people get that. If you're having that now, I mean, forget about it. If there's an emergency, like mm-hmm. you... you you have no right to almost pull out a gun if you're not going to use it or be ready because if you don't use it, it it's going to be used against you. Exactly. So, you know, that, that, that's why it's a priority, and these classes are amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, of the fir- one of the cool things that I learned about the classes is I didn't even realize, you know, with the handgun. Sorry about that. Let me, let me close it. <laughs> I didn't even realize that, you know, if, if your left eye is your stronger eye, you need to aim with your left eye. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't know it till they taught me that, you know, I don't know if you know the trick where you make yeah, a little... You yeah, make, so you make the triangle um, with your hand, and then you just slowly bring it back to whichever eye you focus on, and that's yeah. your dominant eye, yeah. Yeah, or you just do the triangle, and then when you see it, you just close your left eye, and you'll see the hole, and you close your right eye, and you won't see the hole. Yeah. Like, what's going on? And, and so now, with the gun, I found out that it's my left eye. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help with the rifle, obviously. You're not, <laughs> yeah, not going to give it across. I've tried. I've tried. I was like, <laughs> but it doesn't work at all. Every one of the range is looking at you like, what is he doing? Yeah. What motorcycle do you ride? Uh, I have a Honda VTX. Nice. Yes. And, and you've been riding, you've had that one for two years, right? Yeah, about two years now. You've been riding for only two years? Or you started riding two years ago? You've been riding before that? No, only riding for about two years. Did you take a class? 
at all. Should take a class <laughs> too. I know I should. Um, but pretty much, I grew up in Maryland, Carroll County. Um, it's like farmland and everything. I had like five acres I grew up on. So we've had, I've had neighbors with dirt bikes um, and like four wheelers. My brother got a used dirt bike and like it was just trash and he built it up and everything and all. So I I knew the concept of it and I've been on like a dirt bike before and it didn't really scare me. But of course, I'm not going out on the streets and going like 50 I'm in the backyard going like maybe 15 miles an hour. Like yeah. probably not even that. Um, <laughs> and I've always wanted to learn how to ride like I've just I see it on like movies and TV shows and everything and it always looks so badass but it always looks like so fun um and it is it is a hundred percent yes um and I've always had like friends of my parents that rode and I always told them like oh will you teach me how to ride can you teach me how to ride and they're always like oh yeah no problem I'll teach you one of these days I'll teach you one at summertime because you know we have winter so half the year we can't even ride anyway and I think my dad always pulled them aside and just said do dare to teach her how to ride. Do not do it. Because I know that's so me. wrong. I know, but you know, dad's trying to protect me. Yeah, of course. Um, but it wasn't until, you know, I started working at Guns Direct that my coworker, Juan, he actually, for his birthday, he bought a bike. Which his, one? He, I'm kidding. No, which <laughs> one? I'm kidding. Sorry, Juan. <laughs> um, but he had a Harley, um, the Road King. And I... He learned how to ride on that bike. His dad was riding before. His dad loves Harleys. He loves Harleys. And I was talking to him about it. I was just like, basically told him this whole story that I've always wanted to ride, but nobody nobody would teach me. So he's like, oh, yeah, I'll teach you how to ride one day. And so, of course, I just shoved off my shoulder. I'm like, oh, I've heard that before. Yeah. One day he shows up at work with an extra helmet. And he's like, all right, after work, you're hopping on the back. Let's go. And we did. We just went. He was did a quick little ride. We went to like the gas station and back, and then we went to like another place and back. And I loved it so much. So we started riding around, just like around Burbank area and all. Um, went on like longer rides on the freeway, and I'm just freaking out. I'm holding on to him for dear life, and I'm loving every moment of it. But I'm like terrified. My eyes are closed and everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then this was like during COVID, like the peak of the pandemic where nobody was out um, and a lot of places That's were shutting down. That's a great down. time to learn. Yes, it was the best time. Um, we went to Ikea parking lot over in Burbank. And the, the closed one or the, uh, the, the new the, one? The new one, the new big one. Yeah, but it's like, a big parking lot. Yeah. yeah, so we went to the parking lot after work and after hours there was nobody there. Nice. And he basically just <clears> got <throat> off his bike and just said, try it out. I was like... Very nervous, of course. Wow, fucking is, one. Yeah, this is his like new bike, and he's, he knows it's I'm like, a new rider and everything. So I sit on it, and he's just like, just get comfortable. He's like, just let go of the clutch a little bit. Try to feel like where it starts moving and all. So I did that a little bit. I'm just like, okay, I can do this. You know, I rev it a little bit. And he's like, okay, so just let go of the clutch and give it a little bit of gas. And I did it. I went forward a little bit. I, I kind of panicked. I broke. And boom, bike falls. Luckily, he has the engine guards <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah, thank God he has that. But I, he's got big. Did bikes. you pick it up, like, or did he pick it up? He had to pick it up. I couldn't. It you was can, like nine you can, you can. You just need to know how. It's very, I know. it's very easy. 
He's he's shown me how, but I tried. I By the really back. Get it. Yeah, the you have to like put your back on it and just kind yeah. of pull it up you get, like that. But you got to put your butt on the seat. Mm-hmm. You got to put your butt in the seat, grab the little things, and all you're doing is kind of like standing up. Yeah. It's, it's a piece of cake. I tried it, and I, I couldn't do it, so he had to pick it up for me. You're so tall, too. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm not as tall. Or, you know, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, but that's an advantage. You just Usually, if you squat really low, mm-hmm. like you li- literally have to just go straight like a squat. Yeah. And all you do is just kind of stand. It's so easy, I promise mm-hmm. you. Yeah, but no, so I felt really bad, obviously, because I figured this was the end of it. I'm going to walk home. He's not going to give me a ride home. Um, But no, I tried it again, and I went a little bit further, got a little bit better, and over time slowly just went straight and then slowly added turns into it and stuff like that. And then eventually he found um, my bike for me. It was... His mom's friend's mechanic was selling the Cousin's bike. Cousin's uncle, brother, yeah, sisters. <laughs> friend of a friend <laughs> of a friend who's passing stranger. Um, I know. So it was this bike that this guy's had it for a while. He doesn't ride it. Um, it was. It's a bright, like, crimson red color bike. Nice. And, um, yeah, so he just wanted to sell it, and he didn't want any lowball offers. He was looking for 3000 for it. It's fair. And, yeah. So we went. We checked it out. I fell in love with the color instantly. Like I fell in love with the bike instantly, and he one he rode it around just to make sure it, it works mechanically, you know? checking the brakes, yeah, suspension, exactly. clutch, all that fun stuff. And ended up falling in love with it. And I was just like, I, I want it. Let's let's do it. I was like, screw it, let's do it. I had the money. I was like, let's go for it. Um, it was a it's two thousand five. It had thirty five hundred miles on it, and he was only looking for three thousand. And so it's a, it was a steal. It's a no-brainer, yeah. Yeah. And, um, That's something you can ride for 10 years and then sell it for three grand. Exactly. Or 2,500. Yes. You know. Yeah. And I love it because it's an 1,800, too. Yeah. So she is, she's fast. 1,800. <laughs> wow. Yes. 1,800? Mm-hmm. Fucking gross. Oh, it's a cruiser. Yes, pretty much. Nice. Um, took it to, have you ever gone to, well, you ride Harleys, right? Yeah. Okay. I ride, um. Yeah, I read Harley. I got a, I got a I got a 2020 Street Glide. Mm-hmm. I got a 2020 BMW GSA Adventure Bike, oh, which nice. is fucking insane. Oh, I bet yeah. Uh, and then I got the electric Harley. How so, do you like it? Uh, I've heard good. I've heard good things about it. You know, <laughs> every bike I've gotten is so fucking big and humongous and mm-hmm. bags and like the BMW is a beast. The BMW is bigger than the Harley. Yeah, and the Harley's, you know, it's 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 basically like the Road King, but it's got the fairing in yeah. the front with the radio and the stereo and the windshield and everything else. That bike to me feels small. Mm-hmm. Okay, the BMW is a, f- you know, the Harley's got a six gallon tank. The BMW has a seven point eight gallon tank, so it's almost eight gallons total. It's fucking humongous. Yeah. <laughs> then it's got a big cage. Um, when I get on the electric bike, it feels tiny. Oh, I bet. It's, it's the smallest bike I've ridden. Um, I wasn't liking it, to be honest, because mm-hmm. I did some local stuff, and I was like, ah, oh, just fucking ride around, you know, town, whatever. Yeah. I wasn't liking it. I, I, I have it in my living room as decoration. <laughs> but two weekends ago, I took it out to Malibu, mm-hmm. and as I rode further and further, I was like, fuck, this suspension's not... Oh, this shit whole splitting <laughs> lanes is even easier i took it through the canyons i was like wow this is fucking the get-up's amazing there's no clutch there's no gears it's just it's just throttle yeah 
Yeah. And it it it, it flies. I started liking it, and then uh, I didn't realize I started liking it. I didn't realize. And I was talking to some other people that I met up in Malibu, and they were like, "Well, you should just raffle it off." And I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna raffle off the bike and and push my my cleaning product." You know. Yeah. So I'm still trying to figure that out, but it's basically gonna be uh, buy a bottle of Ride Clean for a hundred bucks, get entered to the raffle for free, and okay. then there's a big electronic motorcycle event, um, a race uh, on May 22nd. And uh, we'll announce the winner there. So I have to, I haven't finished it and I still got to do all the terms and conditions, mm-hmm. but I think I'm going to raffle it, okay. but now I like it. And then when I got home, I was like, I'm going to raffle it. And I was like, but I like it. <laughs> the fuck am I going to do now? You know, but we, I, it looks like I'm going to raffle it. Okay. But I, uh, now my, my, my final opinion, it's a cool bike. Okay. It's a good performing, cool bike. Um, no gas. Fucking amazing. I have a truck and I have a Tesla. Mm-hmm. No gas is so fucking cool. <laughs> it's so Especially cool. Especially out here, yes. Oh, like my truck. If I if I drive my truck daily, you know, I'm putting gas every three days, every three and a half mm-hmm. days. It's 150 bucks. Yeah, and it's only going up too. And it's only going up. There's a place in downtown that's at six dollars and fifty cents a gallon. Oh my gosh. And that's in downtown now. Wait till. Yeah, wait till summer. Oh my it's supposed god! Supposed to spike up like almost ten dollars. Well, something. people voted for Biden. Yes. I don't give a fuck. You know, like, <laughs> you know, they, they voted for Biden. I'll, I'll take a mean tweet and cheap gas any day <laughs> <laughs> over fucking no mean tweets and six dollars in gas yes. and war. Yeah. And war. Mm-hmm. You know. But uh, I'm, I'm sorry. So yeah, great bike. But continue. Yes. So your eighteen hundred crimson red. Yes. Oh, I love it. Um, but so what I did is over in Glendale, there is a Honda motorcycle spot, mm-hmm. um, and pretty much they just do. It's like by the Harley shop, right? Yeah, it's, it's like over it's there. like right around the block. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're super close, and they sell some bikes in there and all, but they do a lot of like maintenance and stuff. So I basically brought the bike to them and just kind of was like, "Can you just make sure she will last?" <laughs> yeah. So they just did everything. It's a fucking yeah. Honda. That fucking of it's course. bulletproof. Yes. So they just did the oil change, you know, check the fluids and all that stuff. And then the guy asked me, he's just like, hey, how much did you get this bike for? He's like, I haven't seen one of these in a long time. He's like, I had one customer who absolutely loves the VTX series. So I told him, I was just like, well, it's got 3,500 miles. I was like, I only paid 3,000 for it. And the guy looks at me like, he's like, what? It's a little closer. Oh, sorry. You're good. <laughs> the guy, he's like looking at me like, how did you find this? I was like, I don't know, through a friend of a friend. I was like, I guess I have a good deal. He's like, did you flash him or something? Like, what's going <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Pretty much. He was like, everyone's so I'm amazed kidding, by, by it. <laughs> Mike told me to say that. I'm kidding. He did not tell me to say that. <laughs> no, but he told you to call me Nicole. That's right. Oh. And you know, I knew the sarcasm there, but then I was like. <laughs> you weren't sure, yeah. I wasn't sure, yeah. It's an ongoing joke with work so because with guns Who's direct, Nicole? it's that's my legal name obviously yeah but with all my paperwork at work i have to do it under nicole but i go by nicks and i've been going by nicks ever since i moved out it's here pretty like fucking seven gangster years too. ago thank you where, where did nicks come from it's an old basketball nickname yeah yeah i've i pretty played with gangster. like the same girls and all like we all came up with nicknames for each other and one of them just said nicks and i was just like that's mm, yeah whatever maybe and then I moved out here and I was just like, you know what? 
I was like, new me, new image. So I like, I went blonde. I changed my name and I was just like, I'm going to make a name for myself. And that's kind of what I did. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, now now Nyx has guns it. and crimson red Honda yes. motorcycle. <laughs> now Nyx is even more What's badass. Next? <laughs> All you got to do is like skydive into work daily. <laughs> But I've honestly never been skydiving. It's all my so bucket list. I want to. Cool. I want to go. <laughs> so, so my new one of my favorite cities right now is is Temecula. Mm -hmm. And the thing with Temecula is, five six years ago, Temecula is a boring little fucking bullshit town. Like it's like, what the fuck are you gonna do in Temecula? Mm -hmm. Well, it's developed, and they got so much cool shit. You you can literally go uh, in a hot air balloon. In the morning. I mean, you can go. They have wineries. Mm -hmm. uh, my favorite winery is Dofo, and it's a motorcycle dinery, mm -hmm. um, winery. Oh, so wow. th it's just like, th like this guy's sick, and he loves motorcycles. Yeah. So he's been buying motorcycles for the last 50 years, and then he puts them on stands, and it looks like a fucking museum when you walk in there. Oh, wow. So you're looking at motorcycles and drinking wine. That's awesome. Fucking awesome. <laughs> so you can literally... Drink wine all day, look at motorcycles, go in a hot air balloon, later go skydiving, play laser tag, go on a motorcycle adventure because they have the motorcycle camps out there where mm -hmm. they do the training for off-roading with the BMWs. Okay. And then go to the casino and hopefully hit a jackpot and fucking life's amazing. And I'm like, wow, this so is such a cool... basically it's just like an adult like arcade town. It's an adult <laughs> arcade town. Literally, I took a hot air balloon and as we were going up, I, I was looking, I'm like, what the fuck is that? It looks like UFOs. They're like, no, that's skydivers with red uh, smoke coming out of their fucking bodies. It's like, oh, that's awesome. Like, this is fucking insane. You know, it's, 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 it's a cool town. So if you go skydiving, go there. Now, when I went skydiving, I did it in Monterey in the Central Coast. Mm -hmm. They do the highest skydiving jump, um, I want to say, in the U.S. Because the wow. standard is 12,000 and 15,000. Mm -hmm. So I think pretty much Paris does it, which is by Temecula. It's about 15,000 or 12,000. Okay. Monterey does 18,000. Oh, when I went jumping, we actually went 19,100. At 20,000, you're supposed to use oxygen tanks. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, 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 it's fucking awesome. It's I awesome. Bet. I've had friends that have gone skydiving before, and I just didn't have a chance to go with them. And their faces and like their energy afterwards, they just. It's like they just drink like so many energy drinks at once, like their adrenaline's pumping and everything. And I'm just like, crap, I should have gone with them. Yeah, yeah. The first time I went, I was in I was in San Jose, and I was partying with a friend of mine, and we were in San Francisco. And we met these chicks, and these chicks are like, "We're going skydiving tomorrow," and we're <laughs> like, "That's cool. Want to go to the beach and drink?" And they're like, "Yeah, we'll go to the beach and drink." So then we <laughs> brought them from San Francisco to Santa Cruz County because they were going to skydive in Monterey. And we, we, we had fun. We just had fun on the beach and drinking and partying and dancing. And that, this is, you know, obviously when I was much younger. And we stayed up all night. We stayed up all night. Now it's like 7 a.m. We're getting breakfast. I'm calling a bunch of friends of mine like, fuck it, guys, wake up. Let's go skydive. I'm like, the fuck out of here. I'm not even awake yet, right? <laughs> we went over there. And, and then that trip, I mean, I had like a carton of cigarettes. We were smoking because we were on no fucking sleep. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'm like drunk, drinking. I'm at the fucking airfield, you know. I'm like, what the hell? And yay! All of a sudden, I'm on a plane, and it got real. Shit got fucking oh, real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're flying, and then you're getting strapped onto somebody. Mm -hmm. 
And um, right before we jumped, there's a sign. It says, don't do it. <laughs> Just to fuck with you. Why not, yeah. right? Don't it's do it. It's too late now. You're and in the like, plane. Don't do it. And you're already at the door, right? Yeah. And you don't even have a say, except like, you know, hold on to yourself and maybe not hold on to yourself. But like, you're yeah. And then you jump. That's it. All your buzz, drunk, everything goes away. It's oh, it's, I bet <laughs> it's a rush. You're going. I want to say like anywhere from 180 to 190 miles an hour with somebody on your back and with a little tracer parachute mm-hmm. slowing you down. And then the parachute kicks up, and then it's just peace, and it's just a beautiful view, and it's the fucking greatest thing in the world. Oh, I bet. I did it three times. Um, I kind of regret it because if you do it once and you love it. Instead of spending money to do it two more times, it's just better to just do the training so you can do it solo. Okay. You know, but I ended up doing three times tandem. Yeah. Which was stupid mm-hmm. because for that price, I could have just done it. Yeah, because you know. isn't you have to do like a certain number before you can go solo if you if you don't. In do the Monterey training? back then, it was fifteen hundred dollars, so I was paying three eighty per jump. Okay. So imagine I did it three times; it's almost a thousand bucks. Yeah. For fifteen hundred, you get six jumps. Uh, the first four is with two people, and then the fifth one, it's with one person, mm-hmm. like, next to you, and then the sixth to the eighth one is by yourself, oh and then wow. you're set. Then you're set. Then, yeah. you're, then you're certified. Then you go skydiving whenever you, the plane goes up, and you could just jump. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, why didn't I do yeah, that? Yeah, that's definitely worth it then at that yeah. point. Yeah. I mean, I, there was, a, like, a two-year gap, but mm-hmm. you, you have to try it. Yeah. You have to try it. And Temecula is an hour and a half away. Yeah, that's, that's nothing. It's nothing. They got <laughs> great ones. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, literally, you can convince the Guns Direct. Is that a franchise or it's privately owned? No, it's privately owned. Yeah, you could totally convince like the owner and be like, let's do like a trip for everybody. <laughs> Go to the winery and then do like uh, some people can choose balloons or some people could do a skydiving and they yeah. have package deals. It can be, um, what is it, like a work retreat? Like a mm-hmm. employee confidence building kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you know, whatever. If there's somebody you don't like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't say any. I'm just saying if there's somebody, you don't invite him skydiving. That's kind of where I'm going at with the whole thing. <laughs> no, it's it's funny, though. My um my coworker, Juan, we've constantly been joking about trying to make a, like, Guns Direct uh, biker gang kind of thing. Nice. Because. That'd be a scary gang. It'd <laughs> be awesome, though. Um, both the bosses, they, they've kind of talked about getting a bike. They've kind of joked with it and all, but every time they joke about it, we're just like, do it. Let, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. And they're just like, oh no, the missus doesn't want us to, I don't want to. I'm just like, oh, don't, no excuses. Let's do this. Um, another one of our coworkers used to ride before he actually had a VTX, um, like a 1300, I believe before, before when he like first joined the military and everything. And he hasn't been riding in a while, but He's been looking at getting another bike, and it's kind of the same thing. He's like, oh, maybe. He's like, my girlfriend doesn't really want me to, and we're just like, no, come on, let's do it. Everybody's Um, doing it. Yeah, and next thing I know, we've got a couple new hires now, and they're kind of looking into bikes, talking about it. They're just like, yeah, I think I might want to do it, and we're just like, let's go. I was like, let's have everyone roll up on bikes. Like, let's look like a biker bar in the back. Like, let's do this. This is going to be awesome. It's it's (laughs) fucking... Riding a bike is one of the coolest, funnest, most adventurous, uh, amazing experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't even... I, I always give this example where I can be cold, I can be tired, I can be sleepy, I can be drained, you know. But two things always happen when I walk towards my bike. 
when I walk towards the bike, even now, after 20 plus years, like the BMW is not even that old and it's mm-hmm. 16,000 miles. I bought it with two miles on it. Oh, wow. The Harley, I bought it with three miles and I have 7,000 miles on it. Okay. So just between the two of them, I put over 20 something thousand miles within the year and a half, two years. Mm-hmm. Every time I walk up to my bikes, there's a, there's a little bit of a fear. Always. Yeah. Always. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? This is such <laughs> a bad idea. I can't believe I'm still doing this. I mean, I got away with it for this long. What the <laughs> fuck am I doing? But the moment I turn on the bike and I feel that motor, everything goes away. Mm-hmm. I'm not sleepy. I'm not tired. I'm not, I'm not, whatever I'm feeling, the fear goes away. There's no fucking fear. And I'm so fucking alert. I'm so in the fucking zone. I'm looking at mirrors and tires and angles and fucking I get split through there and that piece of shit's not looking. Why is she putting on her fucking makeup and what are they fucking arguing? I got to get away from (laughs) (laughs) And it's like you're so in the fucking zone. Yes, exactly. And I can't explain. I I mean, I'm I'm explaining it. Mm -hmm. I can't say. I I can't explain it. I just fucking (laughs) did. And if you don't get it, fuck you. But it's something you... It's not good enough. It's something that you you have to experience. Yes, 100%. And I tell people all the time, just like a gun, you have to train, train, train. You have to take classes. You have to take safety courses. You have to take advanced classes. Because I've known people that have ridden for 15, 20 years, and guess what? They don't really ride, and then they'll take a course, and they'll be like, oh. Yeah. And, and here's the deal. 90% of accidents, it's rider error. Mm-hmm. It's fucking writer error. I, I, I probably said that a billion times, but it's writer error. Yeah. I know, <laughs> to be honest, in my experience, it's probably 98% writer error. There's like three accidents out of 40 or 50 that I know of that it was a fucking crate, like the one that I was telling you. Yeah. That it's just so out of your, mm-hmm. you know. But then you don't fucking know. I got a, uh, my, my brother's son in Miami, his friend just died in a car accident. Oh, yeah, like, and, and he was 20-something years old. So it's like my grandfather always used to say, he goes, the only requirement to die is to be alive. Yeah. Because it, it, anything could happen. Uh, I think motorcycles are awesome. I would recommend <laughs> it for everybody. Yes, at least um, to try it. At least to try it. Uh, I think I, I'm just making... You, I don't know if you know this, but 78.35 of statistics are made up. You know, if I was to make up a statistic, I, I think more than 70% of the world rides scooters and motorcycles. I was in India. Everybody was on a fucking scooter. Yeah. You had fat. I saw five people on a scooter. <laughs> ba- a mother holding the baby. Oh, my god! The five-year-old <laughs> in the front. The dad holding. The kids sitting. Like, like it, it's, it's a big transportation. South America, everybody mm-hmm. rides a motorcycle. Yeah, it's, so it's a lot easier too there. I this is my this is my two cents on on motorcycles. It would be ride aggressive, ride fucking aggressive. Mm-hmm. Don't go past your limits. No, of course. Don't go past the limits of the bike. Don't go past your limits. Mm-hmm. But ride aggressive. Yeah. Because if you don't, it's like if you're going to split lanes, Split lanes and do it as fast as you can to get away from those two cars. Exactly. Some people get stuck there, you know. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, is people, I don't know if you know this, they're kind of pieces of shit. <laughs> These, they're fucking pieces of shit. You don't say. <laughs> yeah, well, let me tell you. And here's the deal. If they see you coming 
aggressively, they move the fuck out of the way. <laughs> this motherfucker's crazy. Like, yeah. like I look like a lunatic on my Harley or, or BMW. Like, people move the fuck out of the way. But if I'm cruising, I'm just being kind of nice, mm-hmm. and people see me coming, no, you can't pass me. People start closing off. Yes. People make it difficult. Mm-hmm. And, and this is why, this is what I mean about going aggressive, because... You kind of need to force your way through them, like get the fuck out of my, you know, and and then get past them because if you don't do that, they they they're gonna fuck you up. Yeah, they're gonna fuck you up, and that's where people get stuck in those situations. Mm-hmm. And then practice, and then take a class every five years. Take a class. Yeah. No, I've there's also like, I feel like I pay attention. Like I'm a good driver. I pay attention when I'm You're driving. You're a woman. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. Right, I'm kidding. Done. What? <laughs> I'm kidding. It's jokes. Mike told me to say that. That's going to be my new thing. That's the name of this episode. Mike told me to say that. <laughs> oh I'm kidding. You're going to get him in so much trouble now. Oh, I'm going to so see him much. again. I'm going to smack him. You should. <laughs> um, but no, like, I'm a good driver. I, I pay attention. Um, but I've noticed ever since I started riding, I've been paying more attention. Like, and especially my driving, I've gotten a lot better because I pay more attention, especially when I'm on the freeways and stuff. Like I'm looking for bikes. Um, if I'm in like the carpool lane or the lane, the fast lane, I'm constantly making sure I'm over more. So there's enough room just because, right. and I'm in a small car too. I'm not like right. in a freaking SUV. I'm in a small car, but even then I'm just like, I want to make sure they're good. Yeah. Um, you're alert. I'm, yeah. But then on my bike, I'm just like, I'm, I'm constantly paying attention. I'm constantly looking around because there's been, I've had so many close calls, people just not paying attention on their phones on the freeway and just don't realize that they're drifting over into the next lane. No blink or anything. They're just slowly drifting over. And I have to just rev bomb them real fast. And like, again, like you said, be aggressive and just get out of there, which is why I'm glad I have a fast bike because I can get out of situations really quickly. But there's so many people now I see on their phones. And, like, I'm not talking about, like, they're at a red light and they're just, like, it's, like, the light turns green, they start going, and they haven't even looked up yet. And I'm just kind of sitting there looking. I'm, like, what are you doing? You know what's worse than that? Hmm. Prius drivers. (laughs) Fucking Prius drivers. I swear, if I had, like, a hundred bucks every time I said, fucking Prius... (laughs) I, I, I would I would I wouldn't be rich, but I'd have like thousands <laughs> and thousands of dollars because mm-hmm. I think I ran into this conversation with Mike and and I've had this thought for a while. Like for fucking Prius. I've I've been in traffic. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's like twelve. There shouldn't be any traffic. And I'm cutting lanes, just splitting, splitting, splitting. And when I get it's a 90% is a it. fucking sp- <laughs> and and it's so fucking bad that I came up with like a thought of what's happening. Mm-hmm. This is my thought. My thought about these fucking Prius drivers is that there's like a fucking whole computer screen or something in front of them and it shows how much gas they're saving by pushing the pedal <laughs> like this and, and, and it's probably even like a video game where you get like a fucking score and you just keep it not this bit if you uh, you know and <laughs> you they're do just too much and it like starts yelling at you like you're not in eco mode anymore yeah exactly you're in eco regular mode eco mode you know and i think they're so caught up on that that they're not even fucking paying attention because it's absurd how many fucking times i see a fucking prius you know driving like a shit bag yeah that's the worst. And texting <laughs> and driving is worse. Yes. They said texting and driving is worse than uh, than shit. It's worse than drinking and driving. I can see it. 
Because yeah. I don't condone any of it, obviously. obviously. But, like, if you're going to drink some, like, I've gone to a bar and I've had, like, a drink and then I drive home. And yeah. at that point, it's just like, okay, I know I drank. I'm going to be safe and I'm going to, like, keep miles on the road. Even if you're, like, really drunk and you're driving, like, you're still going to pay attention. But when you're texting and driving... You're not look. Your head is down. Mm-hmm. You're down, or like. But it's been proven. It's, or it's over here, and it's just like, yeah, you can say, oh, I can still see the road. I still have peripheral vision, but even then, it's just like if, like, right now, if I'm looking at my phone right here, and you throw your hand up, I won't be able to tell you how many fingers you're throwing up. I can tell you you put your hand up. Yeah. But I can't tell you, and like, if it's during the daytime, you can't see somebody's brake lights. No, none. So it's just like. No, it, it's it's more. Yeah. R- remember MythBusters. Mm-hmm. They did a whole fucking thing on it. It, it was just proven that if you were, because they put the cl- the cones very very close. Mm-hmm. So what they did is they they got somebody. What is it? Point zero eight. Mm-hmm. They got somebody to point zero seven nine. So they weren't breaking any laws. Mm-hmm. And they did a you know the parking lot with cones very close, and they had a turn. There was mm-hmm. like this, and you know at, at point zero seven nine. No problem. But then yeah. they were like, all right, we're going to send you messages, respond to the messages while you're driving. Mm-hmm. They hit so many fucking cones. Like, it was significantly more bad than drinking. Oh, I bet. And then this is my, my bike rule. Mm-hmm. This is my, my drinking bike rule. For me. This is for me, okay? <laughs> you figure out your own fucking bike <laughs> rule. Two wheels, mm-hmm. two drinks. That's, oh, that's it. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I don't go past that. No. You can use it. You can use it. <laughs> no. But for me, yeah. two wheels, two drinks. And and because I put that in my head, I really stick to that. Yeah. So I'll be like, oh, I'll get have two beers. Mm-hmm. I'll have two shots. You know, I'll have whatever. But two, that's it. Yeah. Nothing past that. Yeah, and that's smart because you need to know your limits. And like, Of course. Like Shit, I, I know I could do five. Yeah, I know I could do but eight. you don't want to do it, though. Right. You I, you're not going to test that. Right, because exactly. God forbid if you do that, that's, that's the time that something bad's going to happen. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Well, the, you know, not a hundred percent. You know, I've I've had a DUI. Mm-hmm. It, it sucks. It's expensive. Uh, oh, it was probably probably been fifteen years. Mm-hmm. But one thing stuck that, that you know, because you had to do the AA classes and blah blah mm-hmm. blah. One thing stuck, and it was um, it was like, okay, all you guys are here because you guys got caught drinking and driving. Mm-hmm. But let's be real, you've all done it probably a. Th- thousand times and didn't get caught drinking and driving yeah and i was like you're so fucking on it <laughs> like like i mean I'm not, I'm not gonna say a thousand but like you're so on it yeah especially back like you know you know i'm, I'm, I'm older than you mm-hmm. we had no fucking uber or yeah you know taking a cab i never taken a cab in the united states in my life <laughs> uh, every country i've been to i've taken a cab but yeah. in the u.s what the fuck like i don't even know how to call a cab mm-hmm. so Without Uber, like, it, it was less options. Yeah, of course. You know, but don't drink and drive. Yeah. You know, that's what we got to be careful Obviously. Just Obviously. Just put that uh, disclaimer at the bottom. Do yeah. Not let's drink. Let's we do not condone drinking and driving. <laughs> you know, just call somebody. It's yeah. so simple. Ten bucks, you're home mm-hmm. in an Uber. No, what my parents always taught me. So my parents, they, they're social drinkers. Like, I grew up realizing and knowing that it's okay to drink as long as, one, you know your limits, obviously, but... My parents always set some rules, too. So if we went out to dinner, my dad had pretty much the same thing. He had two drinks, and that was it. If, as soon as he had his third drink, as soon as he ordered his third drink, keys went to someone else. Yeah. So keys went to mom. If mom was drinking, you know, 
God, they loved it once um, us kids could start driving, but we couldn't drink it. Right. Because then my yeah, dad's just like, well, perfect. I'm going to have five drinks and he's going to drive home. <laughs> so, but yeah, I grew up like knowing all that. So I grew up knowing like, okay. Your you, limits. Yeah, your limits. You got to know like what you can handle. And you got to know also that mom and dad aren't, it's not a bad thing. And my parents always told me like, especially high school and everything you didn't drink in high school. Who, yeah, of course. Who didn't drink what? In high who didn't go to high school? What? Not me. Um, but my parents always told me they're like, if you need help, they're like, you call. We don't care how late it is. We don't care how up you are. You call you us. Call. We come get you. Yeah. And, and that's and that's that's great parenting. Yeah. And luckily, I never had to do that because yeah. I was always like at a friend's house. You know, I could always just that's that's be great in parenting a safe spot. because yeah. because I I can tell you. I don't want to say the complete opposite, mm-hmm. but I, I can totally tell you, you know, I, I came, you know, my, I, you know, it was just my mom. I, I don't I, you know, my father wasn't around and it's not that she was strict. Like she did welcome. She, she did like the fact that, you know, if I was going to drink or do something, just kind of have people over instead. Mm-hmm. But there was also this fear factor of like, if I was out already and drinking, like that's the last person I wanted to know. Mm-hmm. Because of the disappointment and there was a big yeah, fear factor and she never encouraged me to call her up. And when you just look back on it, you're like, fuck, that's so crazy. It's it, it's such a bad thing to do with children because, you know, my friends and I, we would go like to a liquor store and we would like ask strangers, hey, mister, will you buy us beers? And, you know, <laughs> fucking, hey, you know, like it's so <laughs> fucked up, you know? Yeah. And, and you get into these situations and luckily, you know, nothing bad ever happened. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's like you're just setting up yourself to to fail so quickly. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, parenting should be communicative. And there's a, do you know Jordan Peterson? doesn't ring a bell now. He, he's, he's a great, I don't even know how to describe him, public speaker, philosopher. I think he might be a doctor or something. <laughs> he, he, but, but everything he talks about is amazing. Mm-hmm. And he had this little thing that I think applies to this conversation. It was, um, it was don't interrupt, like your, your children, like when you have babies and mm-hmm. kids growing up, don't interrupt them when they're doing dangerous things safely. Mm-hmm. You know, so if like they're climbing something, but they're safely, yeah. don't flip out or prevent them from doing that because that's where they learn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's, that's kind of showing trust and you're communicating yeah. And I've always said something similar. If you just said it from a professional, it's like, fuck, I've been saying this the whole time. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. I, have, to, I have two kids and, and I try not to flip out because they'll do crazy shit. And people are like, ah, they're climbing. It's like, it's okay. Yeah. Don't, don't that, that scream you just did is what's going to fucking throw them off and, and they're going to fall. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and people don't get that. And that trust that your parents created with you mm-hmm. about calming, no matter how fucked up you are or whatever your fucked up situation Mm-hmm. that's fucking genius yeah that's smart because yeah because my parents uh, cor- my parents they grew up that's in so east coast thing <laughs> you guys don't do that out here no what? here it's like <laughs> if you're fucked up i'm gonna kick your ass you know? <laughs> like it, it's like the opposite yeah but my parents like they kind of grew up the same way 
they grew up in a time where, you know, it was you had to be 18 to drink. And my mom's told me stories of, you know, she's just, she's just a kid. She's a teenager. She used to go to a party, drink, go home. And if she got pulled over by the cops or something and she had a drink or something in the car, they would just make pour her it pour out. it out. Yeah. yeah, she got back in the car and just went home. Yeah. Of course, you cannot get away with that today, no obviously. Um, but no, she, she knew, and both my dad did too, they know like we're gonna do stupid ki- things. Kids are always gonna do stupid things. They're gonna they're gonna try stuff out. They're gonna explore life. They're gonna do some crazy dangerous stuff because they want to, and it's because it's cool. Of course. So my thing is, I love it's not how my it's parents. It's cool. It's because we're stupid. Yeah, that too. You know, just yeah. <laughs> why not? It's the why not person. Exactly. But I love how my parents grew me up because they're just like, regardless what happens, they're like, we will be there to help you clean up your mess. So like, of course they're gonna be a little yeah, disappointed so there's comforting. gonna be some judgment but they're gonna be there and so i i personally i don't want kids but i feel like if i ever did have kids it was just like oh i'm gonna be the same way with mine they're gonna call me up they'll be like mom i'm so drunk i need you to pick me up and be like all right send me the address we can get taco Bell on the way home and then you're gonna do chores the next day or something yeah. like that it's like because i understand Ooh, uh, <laughs> just for shits and giggles why don't you want kids? Because a lot of people are saying the same thing. Yeah. So many people right now are like, I don't want kids. Personally, like, I, I've just never wanted them. I've, I've always I've always grown up, like, I've loved animals since I was little. And I've always had, like, the, the maternal instinct for animals, not so much kids. Um, and it's just, I don't know. I just, I don't think I can handle that responsibility. And no. I... Growing up, especially like middle school into high school, I clashed with my mom so much. My mom is like my best friend right now. I was literally on the phone with her when you rolled up. Nice. Because um, she's like in Washington, D.C. right now, or she was, and she's uh, driving home. And so I was talking to her some. But when I grew up, I hated her, and she knows this too. And I was like, I was brutal. I was mean. I was harsh. I loved my dad, and I told my dad like, mom's making because she wanted me to be a girly girl and yeah you know wear frilly dresses and stuff but You're fucking riding motorcycles yeah. and shooting well your they gun. messed <laughs> up i have i have two older brothers so i was like why would i be a girly girl when i see the boys you know playing outside and playing in the mud playing video games i was like i want to do that i don't want to wear a dress like screw yeah. that um <laughs> so <laughs> like <laughs> so my thing is like luckily I've had hard, hard talks with my mom, and I've apologized for everything and all, but she loved me through it all, regardless what happened. And, like, she's told me, like, I made her cry. I I tore her apart sometimes and all. But my thing is, it's just, like, if I had my kid do that to me, I don't think I could take it. Yeah, you would lose your shit. Yeah, I would lose my shit. I would fight. I would just be like, all right, well, you know what? As soon as you're 18, bye-bye. You're on the curb. <laughs> Go away. Like, I don't think I could handle what I put her through. Yeah. And then my thing is, it's just, like, I don't think I could handle, like, because I've had friends that have had kids, like, when they were younger and all. Um, I've had family friends that have kids and all. Like, I can play with them, yes, not a problem and all. Like, I know yeah, how to coo, I know how to coo, uh, coo a, a crying baby and everything. Like, I know what to do. But my thing is just, like, I love the satisfaction of I can give it back to mom yeah. and then I can walk away. And then I can go get myself a, a lot, drink and I don't have to worry about it. A lot of people are like that. Yeah. A lot of people are like that. You know, I, I have a I have a three year old right now. Mm-hmm. And I've said this so many times, especially in LA, people treat dogs better than kids. Yes. 
you know, Dogs like are the new babies, the dog, grandbabies. 100%. <laughs> I can go to a store and, 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 or, or the bank, just take my, and I, I'm getting looks like, mm, why'd you bring a kid here? Like what the fuck? He's not even doing anything. Like what the, you know, what's your problem? Yeah. But it's just looks and I shouldn't care, but you know, obviously like the prior is like, Oh my child is everything good with safety yeah. health or any fucking. So you, you do that, but you know, then obviously I go out all the time mm-hmm. and, strangers just run up to people's dogs and oh my god it's so fucking cute <laughs> and I'm like that dog was licking his asshole you let him lick your face and I'm like that's I do that too and every time I see a dog and, and I'll see like a fucking cat like cats are assholes they're fucking assholes and people are like oh my god it's so cute and cats will slap you and fucking like you know flick shit it's, it's, it's crazy but it's interesting because a lot of people don't want kids yeah you know, it, it's 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 different times. Yeah, and I mean the world's pretty fucking overpopulated. <laughs> I get that. That but too. Yeah, and then my thing that is that would have been awesome <laughs> if that was your answer. The world's too populated. Robert, <laughs> yeah, I don't think we need. We need less people. We need less people. <laughs> um, but then, like, my thing is too, and I I constantly joke with friends about this too. Is is like especially during COVID, like I started drinking a lot more. Who during COVID, it? yeah, yeah, who didn't? And you know, people would be bringing us because our the store was slammed constantly, like twenty four seven, almost. It felt like, um, basically from the time we opened till close, we're slammed with customers. Like we don't have time to just like eat or like drink water or anything. Um, but we constantly had people bringing us like pizza and donuts. We all gained so much weight. We were oh, begging shit. people to bring us like veggie trays and stuff. A so we had something, lettuce, yeah. So we had something healthy to eat for once. Um, but we had a lot of people bring us th- my first white claw ever was during the COVID pandemic Really, because people were bringing us like Modelo's and white claws. And then next thing you know, people are starting to bring us hard alcohol, Hilarious. like vodkas, whiskeys, and tequila. You want a refill? Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, so I actually tried a whole bunch of different tequilas during Sorry, the pandemic. Everybody. <laughs> That's ice for the people that are not watching. <laughs> um... And tequila is like my absolute favorite. I were you always into tequila, or is that like a new phase? That was um, like college phase is when I started getting into it. So I went through a whole like vodka phase, obviously, like everybody does. Um, it's kind of a little bit in bad taste right now, but I I loved Russian vodka, like the Russian standard. Vodka. Russia vodka, I can fucking do. Yes, I hate Belvedere. So I hate Grey Goose. Oh, I don't like Gregor's at all either. Like smeared off, smeared off like the the little mixed drinks, mm-hmm. and then smeared off vodka and Grey Goose and uh, Belvedere. They give me a weird fucking cramp on my neck that really? I can't even explain. I'll take like a few shots and I'll be like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and it's only with those vodkas. And then I tried some Russian vodkas, which we shouldn't be. I know. We'll just we call it our vodka. Yeah. Our vodka. <laughs> Robert vodka. <laughs> there you go. I'll have like you know, our vodka, <laughs> <laughs> and and nothing. It's good, yeah. Especially when you put it in the freezer, mm-hmm. you pull it's it out. So sure it's shots. smooth. It's and smooth. I don't even feel like I get drunk, drunk compared to like a yeah, you know, like a whiskey. Mm-hmm. Like like my phase was in my early twenties was Jack Daniels. God, I can't even smell it now. If I <laughs> fucking smell it, God damn. Yes, I understand. Yeah, it, I a buddy of mine and I, we used to drink it so much. Like we would drink it every night. We'd finish a bottle every night and party. Mm-hmm. And then we would party more. And then we would get back home, 
And it's like, it's so much, you have to throw up. Yeah. You have to throw up. Mm -hmm. Look how bad this was. <laughs> to make myself throw up, because I was already like home, I partied night, you know, whatever yeah. the case is. Now it's like, I gotta get this out of my system. How can I get this out of my system? <gasps> I know. I'll serve myself a big shot of Jack Daniels. Oh, God. <laughs> so imagine that the 3 a.m., 4 a.m. that you're just like, if I touch alcohol, that's yes. it. Yes. <laughs> Run to the back. I'd be like, yo, Romo. Here's your shot. Here's my <laughs> shot. We got we to gotta get out of our system. This is bad for us. We have to. We're yes. doing this for our health. <laughs> fucking. We would drink that shot, like a the nastiest fucking shot, and just throw it up, mm -hmm. you know, because it was better than yeah. like keeping your system. But it, I, I can't even smell Jack Daniels right now. Mm. I can't do it. No, I That know. was such a bad story. <laughs> Why'd you get that out of me? <laughs> <laughs> I feel you because I've had, I've had parties like that. It was... Jack Daniels, like, original, and then, like, the honey. Oh, oh I can't I, even yes. try. What is if that? If I smell the honey one, it just sends me back to, like, in some random person's house that I just met, like, in their bathroom, just hunched over. Like, that's what I get an image of every time I smell honey, and I'm just like, oh. So it, it's, it wasn't, I don't remember it being bad. It was had, like... A smoother, like sweeter taste to it. So, like, if you didn't like Jack Daniels, like that was kind of your like yeah. stepping stone into of it. Of course, but oh, I can't do it anymore. You you know, fun fact: the last time I've been like pretty shit face, I was in Maryland. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I was actually I was staying. I, I went to Washington D.C. Mm -hmm. um, this was just a few years ago. Okay. Uh, for the, uh, Donald Trump was president. Donald Trump, when when life was good and, and housing was affordable yes. and gas prices were awesome and there was no wars. Everybody was working. Everybody was in peace. <laughs> you know, no mandates. Uh, we, we got invited to the uh, uh, the presidential prayer breakfast. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I don't know if you're familiar with that, but, tr you know, the president of the United States does a prayer breakfast. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe it's once a year. And we got invited, and we got to see Trump talk and everything. Anyways, we went out, and uh, we were in Maryland because they have the casino. Yeah. So, beautiful casino. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of like casinos. Yes, they're so we, fun. So, we went out there, and, and we got shit-faced. <laughs> and after we got shit-faced, um, I had the best pizza <laughs> I've ever fucking had. <laughs> And it was so fucking good. I, I did a Google review. Was it review. good or was it you were just trying? No, it was the best fucking pizza I've ever had. Like literally, it was better than like even New York pizzas and stuff. <laughs> and it was so good. And I took the drunkest picture of the fucking pizza, okay? And I did a, uh, um, a Google review. And I just got to notice like maybe a few months ago, the things I got 750,000 views. <laughs> Of a fucking pizza <laughs> that I was drunk and like, this is the best pizza. I don't know. That sounds like Donald Trump right now. This is the best pizza. It's the greatest. It's huge. See what? It, it was the fucking best. It was great. Yeah. But Maryland's cool. I mean, how, how was it growing up there? I, I loved it. So I was, um, I grew up in Northern Maryland. Strip clubs Maryland. are way better than the California strip clubs. Sorry. Well, I wouldn't know that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, d I know. <laughs> no, so I grew up in uh, Northern Maryland, like right by the Pennsylvania line. So um, have you heard of Gettysburg? You know, the whole mm -hmm. Civil War and everything? You know, it's been in a couple of history books. What's a Civil War? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we might course. have one soon. Yeah. Um. So I grew up, like that was like my backyard basically. So I grew up there, you know, 
gorgeous summers you know yes it's hot yes it's humid some summers it's like 90 percent humidity and you go outside and you feel like you feel like you're drowning or something um beautiful winters too like yeah we have a lot of like sleet and ice and everything but you get all you get all four seasons yeah we got all four seasons and it was great um absolutely loved it you know grew up kind of city's old school nice buildings everywhere 100 percent. like i grew up like my mom worked at johns hopkins hospital down in baltimore so we used to go down to baltimore like old baltimore you know um and just kind of go see everything and all uh, we go down to the international harbor you know down to the aquarium and stuff like that the big science center down there like i had so many field trips that would go down into baltimore. there's so much to do there is and it's so beautiful there's so much rich history and culture there um what history um, <laughs> <laughs> <Kidding>. <laughs> unfortunately the downside is um I'll get a little political. Obviously, it's a city, and certain people became in charge of the city, and now it's starting to get messed up. And before I knew it, like, I remember looking back, and just my parents were just like, we're never going down to Baltimore. You know, my mom would take the metro, and even then she had to stop taking the metro and just drive into the city all the time because even the metro wasn't safe all the time. And my dad hated it when my mom would take me to work with her every now and then. I can, yeah. Yeah, because it's just, like, it's not a safe city anymore. And it's just, like, this was part of, like, my childhood. Like, I remember going down here and just, like, it was, like, magical, like, lit up at night. Like, it felt like Disneyland. Like, I've never been to Disneyland at that point, but it felt like it. It just felt magical. And then it just started going to crap. And... Now I'm out here in LA and did, I'm just like, holy crap. crap, it's like the, all the cities are the same now. <laughs> all the cities are the same. Yeah. All, all, like, I, I can't, it's interesting because, you know, I've, I've always been in LA, mm-hmm. but it's interesting to me because the whole world comes to LA mm-hmm. and I'm like, what the fuck are you going to see this? <laughs> Hollywood and Highlands garbage. <laughs> Hollywood sucks. Oh. West Hollywood sucks. <laughs> The streets are fucked up. Yeah. It's overpriced. The food's not that great. What the fuck are you? The wax museum on Hollywood? <laughs> yes. The fucking, it sucks, guys. The, the, it, it's, it's not worth it. It's no. not worth it. No. What the fuck are you going to do here? The yeah. beach, it's not worth it. It's Mm-mm. cold. You can't even swim in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it sucks. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I, here's how I describe it. I like L.A. I like L.A. I like <laughs> I like it. I like this table. I, I like LA. I love California, mm-hmm. and I've I've lived and traveled everywhere in California. I love California. I like LA. <laughs> LA is like the least coolest thing to see here. A hundred percent. Beverly Hills is cool. Yeah. For a day. Palm Springs for a day, but when you start like. Like even on a motorcycle ride, like if you once once you put your guns direct motorcycle gang together, <laughs> if you ride from L.A. to fuck it Santa Cruz, mm-hmm. but if you go up PCH because you can go up the five and it's mm-hmm. just faster, it's like five hours. Yeah, okay? but it's it's not it's not a good view. It, it, there's no view. No, but if you go up PCH, it's eight hours. Yeah, it's three more hours. It is the most beautiful ride you'll ever fucking take. Oh, 100%. Once you get past Santa Barbara, you're like, this doesn't even look like the United States. This Mm -hmm. looks like, this is beautiful. Like, California's beautiful. Yeah. Everything is 
you can get to anything in an hour and a half in the sense of if you want mountains, if you want snow, if you want desert, if you want beach, whatever you want, within an hour and a half, you can get it. That's what California offers. But L.A. is such a shithole. Yes. Like, there, there's... Yeah. I was in Dubai a couple years ago, and after being there for, like, three weeks, when I got back to fucking L.A., as I'm flying in, I'm looking at L.A., I go, this looks like a fucking village. <laughs> like, a, a village full of traffic and overpriced, <laughs> like, huts. Like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? And then once you land and you're driving, the streets are all fucked up. Yes. Like, what the fuck? And the it's, buildings it's are all old. worse on the bike, too. Oh, it's it's oh. terrible. Yeah, if you mm-hmm. don't have your suspension set up or anything, that's the first thing I change on my bikes, mm-hmm. suspensions. Yeah. That's the first thing. <laughs> then it's exhaust. Then it's bars. Suspension first. Then exhaust. Uh, but bars is kind of important, depending on the bike. Like on a street glide, you got to change your bu- your bars yes. like immediately. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of the, the bars on the Road King either because they, they have the beach bars. So you're kind of wide. Yeah. The street glide has it a little bit more inner, but it, it bends my wrist. I'm like, this yeah. is such a weird fucking position. And I'm not even a big guy. Like, I'm <laughs> like, so I, I changed the bars. But, um, but yeah, it, 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 it blows me away. How many people fly to L.A. and get to Hollywood and Highland? Like, what's their thought process when they see that? They're like, this is it? And what's funny is my my mom has, my mom loves reading and she loves history and everything. She goes, Robert, like, you know, 50, 60 years ago, like, Hollywood was nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Zero. And and people would travel to see it and there's nothing to see. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. it, it was... It was interesting times. Yeah. No, it was funny. I had a um a good best friend of mine. She came out here uh, probably like, I want to say maybe a year after I moved out here. And she, <laughs> it still makes me laugh. She had just a whole list of the stereotypical, like, touristy things she wanted to do. She wanted to go see Santa Monica Pier. She wanted to go see the stars in the Hollywood Boulevard. She wanted to <laughs> see Ripley's and the Wax Museum. Like, she had all of this. We did it all in less than a day. Oh, yeah. We like hit five every, hours. Yeah, we hit everything on her list. And, she, like, by the time we are done, I was just like, all right, do you want to go get food? Like, you want to go back to my place after this? And she's like, well, wait. And she's looking. We did it all. I'm just like, yeah. She's like, I thought it would be bigger. <laughs> No. And she's like, I thought, like, she thought Hollywood uh, Walk, she thought that was, was going to be infinite. bigger. Yeah. And it's like, it's, no, it's, it's maybe two blocks. Yeah. Block and a half. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, at this point, you know, you got, like, maybe a block that you want to stick to. And after that, you just really don't want to be on that street anymore. Right. Um, and, like, we went down to Santa Monica Pier and all. And when, when I took her down. When did she, when, did, when, when was this? This was, I want to say, maybe, like, six years ago. Okay. Yeah. So still cool. So it was no still COVID. a good place. Yes. Yeah. So it is actually, oh my gosh, it's funny. Um, in the past, like, I want to say maybe two year time span, I've had my, my oldest brother come out. I've had a good uh, childhood friend of mine come out. And then I've had my, uh, my other middle brother um, and his wife come out. And they all kind of, they came out to visit and all, and they all had the same thing. They wanted to go see Santa Monica Pier for one reason only, GTA. That was the only reason why. They wanted yeah. to see the stereotypical road that you drive down, and they wanted to see the pier that you drive off of, and you just 
run over people and shoot people in the literally game, the video in game. the video game literally the video <laughs> game Grand Theft yes. Auto that's hilarious so you said GTA I'm like she she's not meaning the video game right but no yeah, yeah okay, yes 100% yeah. the video game um because like that's what they knew of LA they knew that's LA yeah they knew that's their sister the was in LA but that's when they thought of LA they're just like oh it's just like GTA and it's just like no not really um, no it is just like <laughs> it's closer to GTA than how they make it look in Hollywood yeah um but no so my oldest brother came out I want to say this is like two years maybe like almost three years ago now we went down to santa monica we did the stereotypical thing we walked the boulevard we walked all around we walked on the, the beach promenade. we went underneath yeah and it was nice we got food um down like there i think we went to like stout burger or something we got food and everything that i took him to the airport and he was like this is nice stout I like burger it. not in and out no <sighs> Okay, I was done with in and out at that point because every <laughs> meal was in and out with yeah. him. So I was like, okay, let's get something else. Yeah, let's yeah. get a different kind of burger this time. Um, so when he came out, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't that dirty and all. It wasn't that crowded either because we went during the weekday during the day. Um, my childhood friend, he came out and visited. And this was probably more of like two years ago, probably like a year and a half ago now. Um, and, you know... Now you're starting to see like okay, it was a little bit more crowded. We went we went at nighttime too. It was a little bit more crowded. It was a little bit dirtier. You know, we kind of just walked down real fast, and we didn't do the beach or anything. And then we came like right back, and he was like, "All right, I'm glad I saw it," but he's just like, mm, "It wasn't really worth it." Then recently, other brother and sister in law came out, and we did the the same stereotypical. We walked all the way down to the pier, and we got to the top of the pier, and they're just looking at it, and they're just like crowded it looks so dirty there's so many homeless people around everybody's wearing masks and they're just like they just kind of looked at me and they're just like do we have to walk down i'm just like you guys wanted to go let's go we walked down and the whole time i'm just like and of course they're both cops too over on the east coast so the whole time like they're just people watching too because that's what they have to do of course um and then the whole time they i can just see them like they're just they don't want to be there. Like, and then we finally get back to the car and they're just like, that was not worth it. I was just like, so it's funny over like two, three years, I have taken people and that's the only time I go down to Santa Monica anymore, but and I've it's taken people with me and it's, it's going downhill so much now. And COVID didn't help because it's, it's not, people lost it's jobs, not now increased everything. Yeah. It's not now. It's always been like that. Mm-hmm. It's always been like that. It's just kind of like, l- l- let me tell you something. I can take you parts of this city that you will be fucking terrified. Oh, I bet. You think you've seen LA? <laughs> I can tell you in parts of this town that you will be fucking terrified. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about I'm talking about like it looks like a movie fucking set. You know, there like when you go to Highland mm-hmm. Park, okay? Mm-hmm. It's like an industrial center. Mm-hmm. It's fucking shady and crazy. I had to go to Long Beach. And I was using Waze, and Waze is like, you know, I have Waze on, like, the yeah. fastest route. Yeah, So course. Waze is like, there's traffic, bro. <laughs> if you want the fastest route, sign this disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> Approve the app. It took We're me not responsible for your vehicle or your life. Or anything. <laughs> I'm on a motorcycle, and it's literally taking me from this industrial, like, crazy section. I mean, all the people are good. It's just, it's just the surroundings are so fucking shitty. Yeah. And you, it's just bad. It took me from Highland Park to Long Beach through the streets. And I'm talking about, I went from like 
a Mexican fucking neighborhood with gangbangers and mm-hmm. this, that, that. I'm Cuban. I'm Latin, you know? Like, yeah. But, like, th- this was, like, the other man. <laughs> and, like, you, you know, the fucking essays and the fucking, you know, tank tops and the tattoos. Yeah. Hey, fool, you know, nice bike. And I'm like, <laughs> and then you go to the Salvadorian neighborhood, and you're like, what the fuck? And, like, like crazy the cars change the scenery changes yeah. the houses change everything then you go into the black neighborhoods and i mean it looks like it looks like a fucking movie it looks like a fucking movie you know people doing deals on the street mm-hmm. people walking around people watching you people you know fucking see yeah. and and it's it was these it was like 30 minutes of going straight you know, through the streets of, of this craziness. Like mm-hmm. if I, I should film it, <laughs> I should film it. Cause you would, you would lose your mind. You'd be like, yeah. this, this is not real. Mm-hmm. It's not real, but LA is fucking insane. Mm-hmm. And yet I love it. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> no, I, there's been sometimes like I've gone kind of like downtown and all it's like, just no, downtown just, is good yeah, d- compared to is. what I'm telling you. Yes. Downtown's 100%. Actually, I probably wouldn't be caught where you were. <laughs> let me tell you downtown when I was growing up, mm-hmm. downtown LA, after six o'clock, you couldn't go there. And if you went there, you went to all your fucking neighbors and mm-hmm. said, I'm going to downtown. Oh, we're coming with you. And you would go to downtown with like two cars packed with people just so you're kind of like safe. Yeah. Because downtown, like in the fucking 90s, was ridiculous yeah ridiculous it was crazy downtown now i walk there there's fucking girls wearing bikinis walking their dogs <laughs> next to homeless people I'm like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> yeah like this is normal <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah downtown's insane yes 100 um but i've i've ridden down there a couple times and it, it's on the bike yes and it's oh, that's it's brave. A weird yeah it was a weird thought that it just kind of popped popped in my head i was sitting at a red light and on i'm just kind of thinking and i was like looking around and looking and i'm just seeing like homeless people and someone's just going to the bathroom in the street and i'm seeing like crackheads and stuff and all and i'm just like thinking to myself just like i should probably get out of here because i was like i'm on a bike i can't lock my door someone and i have a passenger seat too so i'm like someone could just hop on my bike with me you know push me off my bike and i was just like I kind of want to get out of here. And now pretty much when I ride, it's like it's from Van Nuys to work um, or it's up into like the National Forest. Van Nuys forest. used to be crazy as fuck too. Yeah. Now it's kind of it, cool. it's, it's a lot better of, now. It's better, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you been um, to that Korean spot on um, Sherman Way and what's that street? And Van Nuys Boulevard. I don't, th- I know what you're talking about, but no, I haven't, I haven't tried it yet. The best Korean Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, I've taken three Korean friends of mine there, and they're like, Robert, you know we're Korean. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. You know Koreans don't do all-you-can-eat barbecue, right? Korean barbecue? <laughs> I go, trust me. <laughs> they walked out of there, and they're like, it's the best Korean food I've ever had. Oh, nice. I took two uh, Jewish friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Best fucking... The quality mm-hmm. of the fucking meat mm-hmm. and the price you pay... It's fucking delicious. Okay. It's fucking delicious. I've only done Korean barbecue twice in my life now, and I love it. Go to that place. I want to. Go to that place because (laughs) it's interesting. Uh, Till I was like 25, Mm -hmm. I was so picky with food. I was 
I was the pickiest food eater in the world. Mm-hmm. I didn't eat hamburgers. I didn't like eat salads. Like French fries and chicken nuggets? <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> it's every pick I, eater I, ever. <laughs> but till like 25, I didn't Go to like eggs. a five-star restaurant and be like, can I get the chicken nuggets, please? I used to order <laughs> chicken sandwiches, plain, no lettuce, what? extra mayo. Like, like, I didn't even eat lettuce. Like, I was the pickiest fucking eater in the world. And then oh after 25, goodness. I don't know what happened. I started, I tried. You developed a taste? <laughs> Something like, you, you know what it was? I had a girlfriend, and then she pissed me off. And then I, I, was, like, I called one of my friends of mine. I was like, where are you? He's like, I'm having sushi. I'm like, ugh. It's fucking gross. I'll get a teriyaki bowl, you know? Like, <laughs> but with nothing, just chicken and the rice. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. And, uh. I was so pissed that night. And he goes, try this. I go, there's no fucking way, bro. Like, it has fish. It has avocado. It has sesame seeds. I fucking hate sesame seeds. There's a shrimp in the fucking middle. There's no fucking way I'm going to (laughs) try that. He's like, try it. And he loved it. I tried it. That thing was so fucking orgasmic. (laughs) It, It was... It was, I, I finished all his food and I ordered like 10 more <laughs> that opened up my appetite to so many things. And then I started like making like fucking custom. I wasn't even eating hamburgers. It was chicken nuggets or chicken sandwiches or Jack in the box tacos, you know, the fucking two for one, whatever bullshit. I was very picky. Anyways, I don't oh know where goodness. I'm going with this. Where am I going with this? <laughs> I don't know. We were talking about know. Korean barbecue and then he went ah, into this. Yeah. So, okay. That Perfect. <laughs> Same thing. So I didn't like Korean barbecue. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know how to do the Korean barbecue experience. So I had it when I was like in my teens, didn't care for it. Had it when I was like 20-something, didn't care for it. Then I started getting into food. And then I started going to the Korean spots in Koreatown. Very good. Yeah. Awesome experience. You realize uh, you're you're missing out on a lot of good food. Oh, my God. <laughs> now I fucking love. Now I eat anything. <laughs> But Koreatown is is a place that you bring your guests to. Mm-hmm. Very cool. But the place in Van Nuys is so fucking delicious. <laughs> and it's so, I'm, I'm going to say it's so cheap. Yeah. It's so fucking cheap to get a beer and unlimited meat for like 40 bucks or something tops. That's not bad at all. I'm talking about unlimited meat. Like yeah. a buddy of mine will go to the gym and go there. We'll refill the thing like four or five times. Yeah. And it's good. You you never feel bad. You don't regret anything. It's wonderful. Yeah. You got to check that place out. I definitely want to because I recently went to, it's it's kind of a new place. They've been open for a little bit over in Glendale. Um, Korean barbecue in Glendale? Yeah, I know, right? It's really weird. One of my coworkers suggested it. So we went out for his birthday and um, it was, we went out on a Saturday night. So of course there's a long wait. We put our names in. They're just like, yeah, it's probably going to be like an hour and a half. We're like, all right, cool. So we went to Buffalo Wild Wings and just started pounding shots back. <laughs> nice. So we just started drinking, taking back shots and stuff. You know, we're just all talking. That's where my coworker was just like, yeah, I wanted to go out for my birthday. And, like, my other coworker and I, we looked at each other. We're just like, oh, shit, it's his birthday. It's like, okay. So, of course, we ended up paying for the whole night, and he didn't have to pay for anything. Um, Lucky bastard. I know, right? <laughs> we spoil him. Um, but no, we went to the Korean barbecue and we're just ordering like the brisket, we're ordering steaks, we've got like all the, the extra fillings and stuff and all like rice and we ordered, um, we got like, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but it was like rice wine. It wasn't like sake, but it was like flavored rice wine. It was like apple flavored rice wine. 
What sake? Yeah, but it was like ridiculously sweet, and it was just not worth it at that point because like we're eating meat and we're already drunk, um, so we're just doing those shots too, and we're just like, oh, this is this is not good. Yeah, but oh my gosh, we ordered so much. The same thing, we had to replace our things so many times. We got so much food. We were getting like pork and like bacon and steaks and everything, and the whole time I'm just sitting there, and meanwhile I'm with two guys that like they eat food. And I want to say I eat food, but, like, at the same time, it's just, like, my stomach can't keep up. And I'm just, like, trying to keep up with these guys. And I'm just, like, I'm, like, sitting back. I've got to undo my belt a couple of buckles. I'm just, like, I was, like, holy crap. And the guy's just, like, hey, we're going to order more food. I'm just, like. Good luck. I was, like, okay, I can do this. (laughs) I I, I don't know. It's so good. And, like, I I love it so much. Yeah, it's fucking delicious. I don't know what it is. It's such a great concept. You just unlimited meat and you cook your own food it's just like why not <laughs> and you smell wonderful afterwards yes <laughs> you I, go home you don't want to take your clothes off because you're just like steak ah, <laughs> let me put it in my bed yes. roll all over my bed <laughs> i got a buddy of mine guillermo mm-hmm. um he, he's fucking ripped he's fucking ripped and he eats if you look at his daily meals, it looks like fucking left. It looks like my leftovers. <laughs> like, it's just like a piece of chicken and like a what? piece of broccoli. Like, it, you know, that's how he maintains. Yeah. And he goes to gym every fucking day. Never fails. Whatever, whatever. But when we go eat Korean barbecue, I don't know where the fuck the food goes. <laughs> I don't know where it goes. He's just a vacuum at that point. At, at that point, like, like in, in, in Spanish, we have a, a saying called hambre uh, vieja, mm-hmm. which means like that's old hunger. Like that's that's old hunger. <laughs> like you've been starving <laughs> for a very long time, and yeah. that's how you're doing that shit. Because he eats so much. Mm-hmm. Like I I tap out before him. Like you know. Like there's a few times I'll keep up, mm-hmm. but there's a time like bro, like get the fuck out of here, man. Because <laughs> I'll focus on all the meat. Yeah. But then look at my mouth swearing. But he'll order the fried rice mm-hmm. with like the seafood and the meat and he'll finish the fried rice he keeps up with the meat he does the the rice thing and mm-hmm. this episode's gonna be called korean food <laughs> <laughs> you know but and anyways I, I i don't know where he puts it mm-hmm. one time my mother made some food this is when i first met him like 15 years ago mm-hmm. um my mom made some food and he finished the plate and he's like can i have more I was like, oh, okay, that's fucking a lot of food, <laughs> sir, stranger, whatever. <laughs> he ate three plates, and she's like, I don't know where he puts the fucking food. Oh he eats, gosh. and I'll tell you one more story that's crazy. <laughs> my friend owns a restaurant, mm-hmm. and well, his, fa- his parents own a restaurant. And again, this was back in the days. They have, like, unlimited food, mm-hmm. like gourmet Mexican authentic food. And this was in the Central Coast. And... My friend, he would eat one, like a plate. I'm talking about a fucking crazy plate. He would like beans, rice, everything. Beans, <laughs> rice, tortillas, fucking lettuce, salads, fucking shrimps, everything. He ate three plates. Holy crap. On the third plate, he finished half of it. And he's like, I- I'm going to go to the bathroom. He goes to the bathroom. And just to fuck with him, we threw a bunch of food on his plate. <laughs> Like, there's no way, right? Yeah. So he comes back drunk, fucked up, and all that. He finishes the whole fucking plate. (laughs) He fills up for a fourth plate. We're like, what? He goes to the bathroom. We're like, let's just 
<laughs> we throw a bunch of shit on there, and he finished the fucking fourth plate. It was fucking insane. I don't know where he puts it. I, I wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> I don't know where you, uh, Nobody would. Yeah. Nobody would. That's the fucking crazy thing. He's just like a chipmunk. He just got like it in his cheeks. No, not even <laughs> there. I have no idea where it was. Like, it, it's a, like, where the fuck is he keeping yeah. the food? <laughs> okay, anyways, back to guns. What's your yeah. favorite gun? Um, oh, my gosh. What, what's, what's the favorite gun you own, and what's your, what would be your dream gun? So, favorite gun I own right now is, uh, I, I want to take my phone out and show you a picture of it. Can I do it? Okay. I want to see it. Because uh, it's... So it is a Spikes Tactical AR-15 that I built up completely. I have a Spike Tactical AR-15 that I fucking love. I bought from you guys when you first had it. Which one? The the Crusader. The Crusader. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um. Oh my god. Do I not have a photo of it? That's embarrassing. I'm gonna send you a picture of mine. And you can just okay. Pretend. I'm kidding. Here it is. It's such a good brand. So, the. <laughs> Let me explain things first. So disclaimer: I got a so I bought the lower. Um, I bought an upper from my boss, and then I slowly just just like for my listeners because mm-hmm. I have a few people that are going to get into guns. Mm-hmm. What do you mean a lower and an upper? And so pretty much when it comes to like the gun that you bought, you bought it as a full rifle. Um, you can buy just AR lowers, which is just the the stripped lower part. Um, you can buy like them as where a the strip. triggers at. Yes, where all the pieces go into. Basically, you can buy it as a strip lower. You can buy a completed lower, or you can buy a full rifle. If you buy a strip lower, now you are in charge of everything that goes inside of it. So you can build it up, customize it any way you want. Um, so that's what I did. So I bought a Spikes Tactical one, and Spikes Tactical mm-hmm. makes a bunch of different like colored specific ones. There's one that's called a unicorn, and it I has a it. unicorn on it. I've seen it. Um, and so I bought and, that one. And it's one. on the, f- on the, so in front of the trigger on where you put the magazine, it mm-hmm. shows the unicorn, right? Yes. Yeah. So um, I, I've always wanted that one because I wanted to build up the most stupid, ridiculous looking AR ever. So I got that, and I built it all up. I put, like, really good uh, parts in it, you know, um, like rain and talon safety selectors, a really heavy duty spikes trigger, um, and then I bought an upper from my boss because he had a spikes upper. Because I was like, well, I just want to make it all spikes. Like I want to make it like really good. It's a great brand. Yeah, it is. I absolutely love them. Um, and they only they, they've been around for they have like yes five years yeah if that or something like that yeah but they're really good quality a lot of like the crusaders like really good quality rifle. I, lo- I love my crusader. It's a good one. Do you know why they made that gun real quick? I don't. I don't know the exact reason behind it. Okay, so check this out. Just real quick, okay. while we before we finish yeah. it off with your unicorn, <laughs> they made. I I love this story. They made the Crusader because it has a Bible verse. Yeah, and it on has the a side. Cro- it has a Christian cross mm-hmm. on it. They made it because a Muslim will never pick up that gun because of that cross and because of that Bible verse mm-hmm. to kill a Christian. Really, a that's Muslim the will it? never pick it up. Correct. <laughs> That's one of the reasons. And I was like, That's what? Awesome. Like, um, um, somebody won't, won't pick this gun up to kill a Christian? That's awesome. <laughs> An American? Like, fuck it. Like, you know, especially yeah. like, during the whole thing. Nothing against Muslims. I, like, I have Muslim friends and stuff. Yeah. But, like, if you're going to try to kill a fellow Christian, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So th- that was a story by them. But oh, go that's ahead. awesome. So you, you built your gun up. Yes. So I built it up. And then um, with the rail, I got 
colored pieces to like put inside the rail slots. So this nice. this is what the gun looks like. It's rainbow because <laughs> it's a unicorn. And this then I have is a fl- I have a flip up awesome. Yeah, and I have a flip up um like front sight, and I painted it to be blue, and I put clouds on it. It's a standard. So it's, um, it's a full rainbow. That's the standard um sight. Right? Yeah, that's so it's gonna be standard flip up site. This is um, awesome. Yeah, I and love then, your optics too. Thank you. So I And your really release is fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, I painted a couple things on it. Is is it a takedown? Um like where you where you you break it in half to take the the thing out? Yes. Uh, ah, yeah, that's cool. Yes, it's <laughs> the it's mine too. That's California compliant. Yes, that's it's so a, cool. It's a hundred percent California compliant because you live because here, it right? Has to be. And yes, of course. Legalities. That's fucking awesome. Um, so I had a really good friend, customer of our store. Spike friend tactile of mine. is awesome. It is. I love it. He took me to safe Oak Tree. space. Yes, so it's safe space. Safe space. It's safe space, and then for semi-automatic, it's triggered, and then for like it has a fully automatic section, but you cannot make it fully automatic. Right, because it's obviously. But on a fully automatic, it says libtard. Libtard. Yes, it says libtard. That's fucking dope. Um, so pretty much the idea behind it was I wanted to build up an AR that was going to confuse and piss off people. Yeah. Because it's rainbow. It's it's. Flashy, Your it's pretty. Fucking gun's but gay, but, but yeah, it's cool. But it's a gun, and it's better uh, than mine. <laughs> yeah. So I had a buddy take me. What a difference from my Christian gun. Yes, to like if yes, r- exactly. Your rapist um. <laughs> <laughs> unicorn gun, like what? Yeah. Um. So I went to Oak Tree, like um, yeah. probably like a month and a half ago. Just yeah, went with a friend. Yeah, up in New Five Paul. North. Yeah, mm-hmm. New Went with a friend. Um, shot his AK and everything and all. Took my gun. Shot it a couple times. I have gone, the the next day, I was like, okay, I really need to soup up my gun. And I was talking to this guy. His name's Kevin Richardson. He shoots a lot of AKs and all. Like, he really knows his stuff. He does competition shooting. So, basically, I'm just like, I need you to guide me into making a really good gun. And so, he's helping me out and all. Um, the next day, I bought 1,000 rounds of 5.56. And I usually am off work on Wednesdays. So, every Wednesday, I went back to the range for, like, an hour or two. Just to shoot a little bit and slowly upgraded everything into that into that yeah, firearm and tune it up. Yeah, as you go. So now I have um, a CRT stock, so it's locks in place. Um, I have a K2 grip, so it's a nice like Magpul grip and stock. Um, I got a. I have a silicone buffer spring in it. I have a King Shot hydraulic buffer in it. Um, the red dots and EOTech, one of the older ones, so it takes like AA batteries instead of yeah. like those like the, watch, the, the batteries. watch batteries. Yeah, yeah. so it's a lot battery. easier to switch out the batteries and yeah. all. But it's just it's bigger now. But whatever, I, I like it. Um, I just put a vortex magnifier on it. Holy fuck! And then <laughs> I'm not even done. And then I put a hyper tap muzzle brake on it. So pretty much. What all of this means is that gun looks absolutely ridiculous. Every time I take it to the range, well, first off, I get looks because I'm I'm a girl showing up to the range with this colorful monster, yeah. colorful monster. Yes, it's a beautiful gun. It's pretty. It always gets looks, and like anytime someone's like, "Oh, I like your colors on your gun," I tell them, "Shoot it." Like they're like, "No, I don't want to shoot your gun." I'm just like, "Shoot it. Shoot the gun. Go for it." Um, <laughs> and every time I get the same reaction, they're all amazed. There's no recoil on it. At this point, there's no recoil. If you stand next to it, there's a big gas burst from the muzzle brake. So it sucks to stand next to it, but when you're shooting it, it's amazing. It's sighted into 100 yards, and it's just 
It's absolutely flawless. And You're so fucking proud of it. I am. And I've been working on this too. So um, there's this range safety officer up there. His name's Alex. And he was like my guinea pig for the pretty much this whole time doing this. He's going to be like, I'm not a guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are, Alex. Yeah, pretty much now you he know. is. Um, so every time I went there, I shot it. And I was kind of like saying like, oh, I'm having issues with this. Oh, I don't like this. I like don't like this. And I let him shoot it too to see if, if it's me, if I'm nitpicking it, or if he's noticing it too. And the whole time he's just like, yeah, I can hear it. I, oh, it doesn't really bother me and all. I'm just like, okay, well, it's bothering me. Yeah. So I just slowly upgraded it. And the last time I took it Wednesday, I let him shoot it again. I'm just like, I think I'm done with it. And he shoots it and he just has this smile on his face. And he's just like, this is a pretty badass gun. You're fucking crazy. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so. <laughs> and then it's funny because like he asked me, he's like, okay, because I pretty much told him, I was like, okay, this gun's done now. And he's like, well, what's next? I was just like, I don't know. I was like, I have another AR. I was just like, I don't think I want to do this again though. Because I put a lot of money into that one. But Oh, that sounds like a fucking like $5,000, <laughs> $8,000 build. Probably not. Probably more around the five. But it but sounds like yeah. it. It sounds like but it. Well, kid, okay, oh, somebody works at a gun store and yes, they get fucking good deals and discounts. discounts. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. It sounds like a fucking $7,500 gun. <laughs> you know, not but quite like that. It's badass now. And so I absolutely love it. So like when people tell me like, or when people ask me, like, oh, what do you do? Because I'll post up on my social media and, like, my Instagram and all that. I'm going to the range. And people ask me, like, why are you going to the range every week? Are you just sick? Like, <laughs> I was just like, well, first off. You should say ex-boyfriend. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but I was just like, well, first off, I already bought the ammo. So I have to shoot it. And, you know, right. it's either I shoot it now or I shoot it later. But why not shoot it now? Duh. Um, and then I tell people, I was just like. I go and I just change one thing at a time. And I like it because I change one thing and then I see, now I get to see like what one simple change, what it does to the gun and how it upgrades the gun, how it makes things better. And then, you know, and then I talk to my friend Kevin too and I'm just like, I'll talk to him like, oh, I'm having this issue. And so he'll explain things too and all. And he'll just be like, oh yeah, well, I've used this one before. Like you should try it out and stuff like that. And I've tried a couple things with his guns too. And I'm just like, absolutely just Every single time he tells me he gets something, I'm just like, you know what? At this point, I don't care. I'm buying. Just buy. I'll buy it. I install it, and I'm just like, oh, I love this. Are you installing <laughs> everything? Yeah. You change all the springs. Mm -hmm. You put take part. Nice. Yeah. So I'm actually um, at Guns Direct. I'm a manager, but I'm also an armor as well. So I've I built up my own guns, and I've built up other people's guns. I have customers that come in, and they're just like, they'll have like simple things, like they want to switch out a stock or something like that, and then a couple of other ones are just like they have full things they want to switch out completely and they'll come to me and they'll just be like hey nix i brought you a bottle of tequila here you go here's my gun i'm just like oh hell yeah hell yeah <laughs> okay so that's the thing bring you some tequila or good pretty much yeah it was it's a running joke awesome. for the longest time too is like anytime i would help somebody out and all and they're just like oh thank you so much thank you so much and like somebody from the back or like one of my other coworkers would just be like bring her some tequila I'm just like, guys, Mike, stop it. Mike, stop. What are you yeah, doing? I was like, don't tell them that. I was like, keep it going. Because <laughs> for during COVID, for probably about seven, eight months, I had I didn't need to buy any alcohol because people just brought just me Just kept tequila. bringing you alcohol. Yes. People just kept bringing me alcohol, and I didn't need to buy anything. I, I need to ask, <laughs> what's your favorite tequila? Right now, it's a mix. It's two different kinds. So... If I'm buying it, it's a uh, Cazadorian, and it's the Respato. Cazadores. Okay. Reposado. I'm, I'm white. I'm sorry. I can't say with That was the whitest accents. fucking <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I know. What, what did you say? Cazadorian. 
Cat, Cat, wow. Has a door. Yeah. Cazadores. Okay. Reposado. Excellent. Yes. Great together. So, yes, that's my Old favorite one. Old school gangster yes. delicious. Smooth. I really like that one. Um, And then uh, Adjectivo. I had somebody buy me, like, the sampler thing um, from, like, the... Now, now I'm feeling really bad about the Blanco, the Respado, Reposado, año. Uh, año, and then Extra Año. And I had the little sampler of it. And then for um, Christmas, I got a big bottle of the Extra Año. And, oh, crap. It Have you had so 1942? Yes, I've had that too. What do you think of that? I like it. It's pretty good. Class Azul? Yes, I think it's, so. It's this a white cool. bottle, porcelain with a bell on top. Yes, yes, I've tried that too. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, and then a lot of times, like, I'll have good customers who I've known for a while too. Like, they'll come in and they'll bring me a bottle of tequila and they're like, hey, have you tried this one yet? Like, try this. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> this is like, it's free alcohol. Like, I'll try it. I don't care. Fucking A. Yeah. <laughs> and then usually I drink it, um, a lot of times I'll drink it, like, on the rocks, but sometimes what I'll do is... Red Bull. Red sometimes what? with Red Bull. Um, my the best way I drink it um, now is a little bit of like cran grape juice. Cra- okay. Yeah. So just like a splash of cran Trader grape, Joe's. and then yeah, and then um, some <laughs> Lacroix, or just like sparkling water. Sparkling water. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'll do that, and that way it's like it's got a little bit of a flavor to it, but it's there's no, no sugar. sugar. There's no sweetness. Yeah, the sugar's what fucks you up. I can't do sugar anymore. That's what fucks you up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because like you're when you're young, yeah. When you're yeah. when you're not eighteen, but like <laughs> kind of. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, that's what fucks you up is the sugar. No, it does. I remember back like in high school and college and all like friends we would do fireball shots and I'm just like oh. back th- <laughs> back then you can handle it because your body can like filter the sugar out faster. Now, um, I went to um, the uh, hangovers uh, are the worst. I've never had never had one. That's so awesome. Never had one. I know. I know it's gonna happen one day, but so far it hasn't. Um, well, now that you switched <laughs> it up, you're you're you're, you're fine. Yes. It's true. sugar. It's it's mm-hmm. fucking sugar. It is. Um, but I went and hung out with a friend. Like we had like a horror movie night, and we were just doing shots of fireball the whole time. And so I showed up, and he he had the whole fireball and everything and all, and I'm just like. I was just like, do I want to do this? And I was just like, all right, fuck it, I'll do it. I think we had, it was a handle, and we probably drank about half of it, maybe a little bit more than half. Mm. Oh, my God. I, we, we had food, like, we ate pizza, and, like, he made, like, some tri-tip and all. And I took one bite of tri-tip, and then I had to bolt it to the bathroom. And I ran as fast as I could because it was just waterworks. Blah. Yes. And I was just like, oh, my God. I was just like, it's so embarrassed. That'd, like, that'd be, uh, uh, this thought just crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. That'd be hilarious. You're like, I never had a hangover. Yeah, I'm, I'm 15 years old, and I've never had a hangover. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what? You're, you're older than 21, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> 26, we're good. Okay, we're good. okay, this okay. Is legal. okay. We're not okay. doing anything I'm wrong, like, how I the promise. fuck do you not get a fucking hangover? I've never had one. I've had, I've had. You've never woken up where you've just drank too much. You're like, what the fuck did I've I do had, last night? I've had nights where I've drank way too much. Like I've the had honey, nights, the honey Jack yeah. Daniels. I've had nights where I have gotten sick. Yes. I've had nights where I've woken up still drunk. Like I've had like a mixture of all of that. But the worst it's ever been is I'm a little bit groggy and I have cotton mouth. All I need to do is drink some water and then boom, I'm good to go. That's like it, there's huh? times like literally in the past, like, 
month or two. What? I hardcore drank with some friends, woke up, went to work the next day, no problems. Because I, 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 I can, I can, I don't know about now, but, but like <laughs> overall, like literally I've, I've done where I've like done a bottle. Like mm-hmm. a night, no problem. Okay, to a friend of mine, boom, 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 the string mm-hmm. bottle, boom, 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 bullshit, cards, whatever the yeah. case is. No fucking problem. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, I'm not going to do that because the fucking hangover just sucks. Yeah. And now that I avoided sugar and I mm-hmm. stick to like a good vodka or a mm-hmm. good tequila, because a lot of the shit you start realizing is sugar's going to fuck you up mm-hmm. and quality of alcohol is going to fuck you up. So if you start buying like cheap bullshit, that's that, that's what fucks you up. Like if you look at the um, Jose Cuervo, like the old school Jose Cuervo, the yellow bottle, yeah, that's just poison. Yeah, you know. But if you get like Jose Cuervo de la Familia, which you know from like fourteen dollars, it's eighty nine dollars. Now you're like, oh, this is better tequila. This is fucking delicious. Actually, it's probably more expensive than that now. Yeah, but, but yeah, no Jose Cuervo, like Don Julio, like I kind of stay away from those. I like them. Just because I do like them. Yeah, they are good, but that's at the same time, like Patron's. Oh. Patron, too, yeah. Like, I'll stay away from those because it's just like. That's hard. If anything, it's just like, it's like the Glock of tequila. It's like everyone knows it. Everyone drinks it. It was like, I want stuff. Like, I want to try new stuff and all. And that's how I found, just say it again. Casadores. Yeah, that one. Thank you. I'm never going to say it again. It's fucking amazing. No, you should. No, no, no. Don't say that. Here's here's the thing. Um, I met I met um, I met John Paul Jean Jean Bull. He he is uh, the founder of Patron, mm-hmm. and he's also the partner of Paul Mitchell. So you know Paul Mitchell, yeah. the hair, right? Yeah. So Jean Bull, uh, he started. He was selling vacuums. By the way, one of the greatest salesmen I've ever met in my life. This guy talks and you're hooked. You're just mm-hmm. like, oh, tell me more, more information. <laughs> Anyways, he was like a vacuum salesperson. And then he met Paul, Jean-Paul. Mm-hmm. And uh, Paul was a stylist. And they came up with the fucking chemistry. And they did the whole thing. And they, he's telling you the fucking story and Universal Studios and a P.O. Box and blah, blah, blah. And he went to salon to salon and knocked on each door and blah, 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 blah. And success. They did. They made it, right? Mm-hmm. But then he came up with Patron. And the way that he was doing Patron was he um, he had a worker coming to his house, and they were installing Spanish tile on his roof, and they were importing it from Mexico. And he tells the guy, the contractor, he goes, hey, man, next time you go to Mexico, bring me the best fucking tequila. This is 1986. You know, so all they have is... Jose Cuervo Gold, yeah. <laughs> which is fucking gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, find me the best tequila you can find, and, and, and maybe we'll do something. And they, they found the farm and blah, blah, blah. They bring this bottle, and it's just delicious. The guy mm-hmm. fucking loves it. It's so fucking good. He goes, patents the name, Patron, makes the fucking bottle, last bottle, said that. This is how old school this guy is. He walks... Onto every bar, like we're in Studio City right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Ventura Boulevard is <laughs> right here. Yeah. Okay. He walks all of Ventura Boulevard from Universal Studios, I think, all the way to like to like fucking uh, Woodland Hills. Jeez. And goes to every bar. He buys a shot. He says, "I want to order. I want to order your best tequila shot. One for you. One for me. Cheers. Ding. 
Here, cheers. <laughs> okay, drink up. He would pull out a briefcase. He would pull out his bottle of Patron. Mm-hmm. Serve a shot. All right, let's take another shot. Cheers. They would take it, and the bartenders would be like, holy fuck, this is tequila? This is the smoothest thing I've ever had. Back then. Yeah. Back then. Back yeah. fucking then. <laughs> and it was the smoothest fucking thing in the world. And the only reason I'm bringing up the story is because we're talking about tequila and good tasting mm-hmm. stuff and blah, blah, blah. But what's interesting, because I, I went to Pepperdine, and he went and he came into our class and was telling us this story, and it was so inspiring. But what's amazing is, is that Patron grew the fastest, and it became that number one thing, like the Glock. Like, you know, yeah. Mike's like, a Glock. Everybody, 